Good morning. This is Send 7 World News in 7 Minutes. I'm Stephen Devincenzi. It's Monday, the 26th of October, 2020. Starting in Asia today, in Afghanistan, at least 24 people were killed in the bombing of an education centre on Saturday evening. Daesh, the Islamic State group, have claimed responsibility and the Taliban have denied involvement. The attack took place in western Kabul, which is home to the Shia minority. Also in Afghanistan, security forces say that they have killed the Egyptian jihadist Abu Mushin al-Mazri, the second in command of al-Qaeda. Sri Lanka's parliament has accepted constitutional changes that will give more power to the president, Gotabaya Rajapska. The parliament currently has a large majority from Rajapska's party, the SLPP, and his brother, Mahinda Rajapska, is prime minister. In Iraq, hundreds of people demonstrated in the capital Baghdad yesterday Security forces fired water cannon and tear gas at the protesters, who were marking one year since the start of large protests that led to a change in prime minister. During the past year, around 700 Iraqis have died in protests, the biggest civil unrest in Iraq since the removal of Saddam Hussein in 2003. Fighting has continued between Azerbaijan and Armenia around the Nagorno-Karabakh region this weekend. Both sides have blamed each other for breaking a truce signed last week. Americas, the United States will hold its presidential election next Tuesday. On Thursday evening, President Trump and candidate Joe Biden held their final debate This debate was considered more civil than the previous debate, which was described by the media as an incoherent mess. Trump said that a coronavirus vaccine would be ready in weeks, and Biden said that Trump's attitude towards COVID-19 has led to more deaths. We have a vaccine that's coming, it's ready, it's going to be announced within weeks, and it's going to be delivered. We have... Uh, Operation Warp Speed, which is the military, is going to distribute the vaccine. What I would do is make sure we have everyone encouraged to wear a mask all the time. I would make sure we move in the direction of rapid testing, investing in rapid testing. I would make sure that we set up national standards as to how to open up schools and open up businesses so they can be safe. He says that we're, uh, you know, we're learning to live with it. People are learning to die with it. At a rally in Florida this weekend, former President Barack Obama said that without Trump, the country could relax and that Trump's behaviour should not be tolerated. It won't be so exhausting just having a, a normal president. You'll be able to go about your lives knowing that the president's not going to suggest injecting bleach or retweet conspiracy theories about secret cabals running the world or claiming that, or retweeting that the claim that Navy SEALs didn't actually kill Bin Laden. We're not going to have 
a president that goes out of his way to insult anybody who he doesn't think is nice enough to him. We won't have a president who threatens people over jail for just criticizing him. That's not normal behavior, Florida. You wouldn't tolerate it from a co-worker. You wouldn't tolerate it from a high school principal. You wouldn't tolerate it from a coach. You wouldn't tolerate it from a family member. Why are we accepting it from the President of the United States? In Chile, there was a referendum yesterday to change the constitution. The first question is whether a new constitution should be made, which is largely expected to pass. A second question is about whether a new convention of members should be made to write the new constitution. At the time of recording this podcast, results have not been announced. A final vote in 2022 is expected to accept or reject the new constitution. Europe in Belarus. 100,000 people marched in the capital Minsk yesterday, telling President Alexander Lukashenko to resign. The police used stun grenades against protesters during the 11th weekend of mass protests since the disputed election in August. In Western and Central Europe, coronavirus infection rates are increasing fast. The World reported 490,000 new cases on Friday, the highest single day so far, largely because of a fast rise of infection in Europe. Yesterday, France reported its highest ever single day for reported infections, with over 50,000 confirmed. In Czechia, hospitals have reported being under pressure as the number of active cases has doubled in two weeks. Turkish President Recep Tayyip Erdogan has said that French President Emmanuel Macron needs mental health treatment. This was in support of criticism of Macron for saying that Islam is in crisis. Last week, Macron spoke about the importance of freedom of speech after a jihadist terrorist killed a schoolteacher after he showed pictures of the Prophet Muhammad in class. Africa in Guinea, President Alpha Conde has won a third term as president with 59% of the vote, according to the Electoral Commission. His main opponent, Selu Diallo, said that he would contest the result. The Guinean constitution only allowed a president to serve two terms until a referendum this year, which international organisations said was not free and fair. Amnesty International have said that Guinean security forces killed 10 people in protests this weekend. And in the Seychelles, opposition candidate Wabel Ramkalawan has won the presidential election, beating President Danny Faure. This was the sixth time that Ramkalawan has attempted to win the presidency. The Seychelles is the smallest country in Africa by population and has the highest human development according to the Human Development Index. 
Thank you for listening to Send 7. Find the transcript of this episode and listen to past episodes at send7.org. I'm Stephen Devincenzi, and tomorrow you will be with Namitha Raghunath. Have a great day. <laughs>